So if you want to still solve a mystery of science, it's not that hard. It. You spin a wheel. Well, I don't know the answer to the question. So you, know. <laughs> you don't know the concept of the game. Welcome to Things That Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. And we have stuff to talk about. Hopefully, we have I preempted this. <laughs> All right, what do we have to talk about? <laughs> Nailed it. This uh, is we... why we don't talk for an hour before we start. This is the best intro. We always do it. Well, can we talk about like the the stuff, like the thing? Yeah, let's talk about it. So, yeah, this is no, this is huge. This is amazing and uh, exciting to say the least, and uh, also very humbling. Again, do you want to announce the news, Ryan? I mean, go I, for I feel it. Like that would be appropriate. Okay. Do it. Uh, so we got nominated, and we are finalists on the podcast awards again for the uh, games and hobbies category. Hey, Whoop. second year in a row. Wow, uh, that was loud, Rachel. <laughs> I am turning my game down just in case. <laughs> yeah, I was super excited back, back in it. Um, I really don't know what to say. It, it blows my mind every single time just because. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just last year alone was indescribable uh, for how exciting and, and amazing it was. And out of the left field too um you know but the factor that we're back on this list again this year is i don't know um just awesome <laughs> it's yeah it, it's so hard to describe to anyone who like listens to our show and it's like this came from such a, a just place of doing it because it's fun but it's always so disconnected like once it goes out it's like we put so much into it to make it good and keep it get it edited and all the everything that goes into it and then it just like lives in the world and you have no idea who's listening to it and like what they feel about it so every time we ever get somebody who writes in it's just like i love listening i love listening with you know my my friend or my partner or whoever and and it means a lot to me it's like this is one of my favorite you know along with some other uh, fantastic you know shows in the trivia space and in general it's just like it you know every time it's like there's only so many times over the last few years that we can just say like why why uh like <laughs> <laughs> it's so baffling at times but it's you know and but you know it's like however you found us like i'm super thankful and we all are and it's just like it, it's you know what we hope to bring to a show and to you listening is just that feeling of hanging out at a table with friends, hanging out at the pub trivia table or just being around people who, who have your back and are, are friendly and want to just enjoy their time together. And that's, I think what I hope we bring most into this environment. I really hope that's the case. Yeah. I've gotten, Absolutely. I've gotten that feedback from some people before, which I'm very, very happy to hear and very thankful for. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, at this point, the finalists have been set. Uh, we're back with uh, some fantastic podcasts on the slate. And so, you know, whatever happens, happens. But uh, we're really excited. So uh, I think at this point, it's locked in the list. You know, at this point, the final slate, like there's a locked in set of people who, who do the final voting and, you know, who knows what they're going to do. But um, we're really excited. We'll just absolutely. It's just cool. It, it's such a. I remember last year when we won and we really didn't talk about it a whole lot, but I just remember feeling like it is, it is a moment of validation for the hours and hours and hours of hard work that goes into it. And just to try to keep it on the rails at times, especially this year that has been so crazy and we've all had so much stuff going on. Um, but really it's just more than that. It is a, it is a recognition that it has an impact and people listening get something positive out of it. And that's really where the, the meaning of it comes from to me. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those hours, <laughs> those hours are put in by you, Ryan. I mean, let's be very clear about this. The amount of editing that you do and the amount of effort that goes into it is astounding, uh, to say the least. And so thank you. I, mean, I agree. Ryan, you do an incredible job and you're very, very humble about it. But honestly, you go above and beyond for the show. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I would thank both of you, too, because, you know, 
this is, I mean, it's a labor of love, but it, it comes on the back of, of a great team making it happen and building something that's bigger than the three of ourselves. So, oh shucks. It's, but, a, it's, it's a one, we, we love, love, love this show. Yeah. Yes. And as hard as sometimes it is just to keep it on rails and get scheduling going, even though we only do two episodes, it blows my mind how people do this once a week or multiple times a week. Like, I feel like we've done three straight years of just trying to keep it on rails as best we can. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's been three years now, right? We started in August of 2018. Yeah, this is more right? or less. So September, this is actually the... Th- yeah yeah this is a third year this is a third year episode i guess this will come out just before but essentially i think september 2nd was the date in 2018 that was the first time the episode went live and i think yeah we recorded in sometime mid-august yeah right around this time oh my gosh three years three years wow just like that oh my god that's just totally insane like i i never had any doubt in our abilities but just to see that looking back it's incredible yeah it doesn't it it goes by in a heartbeat like it really does i feel like there's some things that like i still have round ideas from year one that i'm like oh how am i gonna fit that in that just never (laughs) like they just haven't come to fruition yet but i feel like it's still year one sometimes like it's gosh it it does feel like sometimes it really does feel like it is just starting which you know certainly hope it is yeah i hope Uh, so we were just, me and Rachel were just talking today. We went out to get coffee and uh, we were like, next year, th- this time next year, we're going to be coming up on 100. It's so exciting. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen. But if, you know, COVID is finally in a safe space and there is the ability to do something like a live show somewhere in Chicago oh would be really, really cool. <laughs> I would, I would love Seconded. that. Seconded. So let us know if that is even something that sounds cool. We would figure it out, try to throw a party. Uh, we have obviously probably shouldn't just start saying all the stuff that we think would be <laughs> cool. But, you know, if all of our favorite podcast friends and guests of the shows wanted to come in and do some fun stuff, be so much how fun. cool would that be? That'd be I, amazing. I know the pub trivia f- experience frequents Chicago, so there yeah. could definitely be something there. I mean, I know misinformation have been in here too. Uh, some of the other trivia podcasts around. I mean, two nerds in a pod. Yeah, Lom, right. Lom doing some stand up would be so cool. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Who knows? That's all. You know. I mean, write it in stone. But you know, that's all. Uh, <laughs> tell all of. It's written them. down. It has to happen. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. We can't change plans. Yeah, Any, anything not working out will just be disaster at this point. Sorry, Lauren and Julie and Lom and and Chris and everyone else. Yeah, but you know, I, I feel like we're the ones who need the exposure still. But who knows? Anyways. We all need the exposure, but we don't pay an exposure because we're good people. <laughs> who knows? It's a long ways away. But oh my gosh, that would be so cool! Just a, a celebration of of everyone who's been around us, including all, you know, all the people, you know, Nathan and still Raylene and Sydney still sleeping, all that stuff. We'll get them all in. (laughs) It's so fantastic. Anyways. uh, But yeah, it, it is mind boggling to think about. And we're really, really excited. And just it's a huge thank you. All of just being nominated is just a, it it is a shout out to the community that made it happen first and foremost. Um, Absolutely absolutely but yeah unless you know we want to talk about that for 20 more minutes we can get into some trivia <laughs> let's do some trivia <laughs> all right this is the very 74th ever episode and uh, we have six 74. rounds <laughs> <laughs> and uh six rounds double round robin double complete rainbow style uh and uh rainbow. All, all the way <laughs> and uh we will uh We'll get into it, and all three of us will uh, vie and answer and earn and vie for all of the internet points in the world. You have to vie twice, I think you that's how it works. Vis a vis. And so, uh, if you're ready, we'll start as always with Stu. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so my round is called uh, the Naming of Things, which is an Andrew Bird reference, though it has nothing to do with Andrew Bird. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to the wait. Topic the musician? Is, 
Yeah. Yeah. He has an, he has an album called The Naming of Things, uh, oh. which was just stuck in my head the entire time when I was trying to figure out the round title. And so I just called it that. So he is a very good whistler. <laughs> so, yes, so my round is uh, essentially around why things are named the way they are. Uh, <laughs> basically, the way it works. Uh, there's one I question, this that. first one in here, it is, it, it's not around why like something is named something, uh, but a specific word and how that came to be. And it was too interesting for me to not put it into here. Oh my God. I love it. This is oh the perfect gosh. things that got wrong style around. This, is, this is like my favorite. This is how I like to do things. These are the things I can rabbit holes about. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Sweet. All right, then we'll kick it off. Question number one. The word Nimrod traces back to a biblical figure named Nimrod, an arrogant hunter. The word was used to insult a different incompetent, arrogant hunter in what classic cartoon? Um, it was, um, oh, Ryan. Rachel. Oh, gosh. What do we do with this? Because Rachel was, Rachel was going <laughs> for it, but Ryan just I didn't say my name. Ryan can <laughs> have it. Uh, Wiley Coyote? That is not correct. No. Oh. Rachel. Do you want the character or the oh. cartoon? Uh, the, the character's fine. I'll accept that because it would you would synonymous, synonymously. Uh, I was going to give you the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, was it in a Bugs Bunny slash Daffy Duck with the hunter? Oh, what's his? I can't remember the hunter's name, but it was actually yes. It was Elmer Fudd. Uh, Elmer Fudd. Uh, Elmer so, Fudd. That's what it was. That was my next guess. <laughs> Literally, this word, the word, and the use of Nimrod to refer to somebody that's you know incompetent or idiotic in a sense literally comes from Bugs Bunny. There is no huh. use of this word before that show. And the show wasn't even trying to use it in the sense of like, hey, you, you know, you idiot or anything. It was literally like a play on a biblical figure. Like it was a joke huh. and it ended up becoming a, a commonality of a word. Like awesome. it just, <laughs> it was baffling to me that like this word exists because Bugs Bunny made a joke one time. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. So. Yes, That's that great. would be two points for Rachel. Nice. Question number two. What modern style of shirt has its origins in 1920 swimwear, back when people used to have one-piece swimsuits to swim in tanks or pools of water? Rachel? Rachel. A tankini? Uh, almost. Not quite. I can't accept it. Oh, oh Rachel. Ryan? <laughs> Ryan? Uh, Go ahead, Ryan. Ryan. I already guessed. Uh, just a piece of clothing? Yeah, like what modern style of shirt, yes. A tank top? Correct, I, yes, I, a tank top. I totally misread, misheard the question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's not your fault, that's me. You, you, said, you said shirt, and I, and I just was like, shirt? That's not part of the question. <laughs> yes, it is a tank top, because uh, they used to be called swim tanks, and it was the top half of a 1920 swimsuit, hmm. which I thought was super weird. That's actually what spurred the round, as Sterling asked me, why is it called the tank tough? <laughs> and so like that, <laughs> that was the rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, questions Sterling asks would be a very good reoccurring segment. Dude, the amount of times that that is inspires me for rounds is astounding because children are so curious and it just makes me have to go research them and I learned so much. That's awesome. Where did How the name... often does he not accept your answer? He gets bored halfway through them when I found out. <laughs> and so like I tried to explain to him the tank top thing and like he was it was when he was going to bed we were just sitting there talking and like he fell asleep like <laughs> oh bedtime story bedtime story he right? has 10 wikipedia pages open it's like this is fascinating <laughs> seriously where does tank come from uh I mean, that's it was called a swim tank, uh, like a swimming pool or a tank of water a swim tank oh. which that was right like that correlation was weird i just I, yeah i thought that was super interesting i was wondering if it was like a military thing at first yeah like, i don't know right cool. uh it was also called a tank suit as well but that was a swimsuit a tank suit um tank of water like that whole thing was just interesting <laughs> i want to wear a tank suit that's so much cooler <laughs> it's right <laughs> nice two points to ryan there question number three Old printing press companies had to manually insert letters into machines for each screen they were printing. These letters came in large, two-shelved boxes with some letters on top and some on bottom. This coined what typography term that we commonly use today? Rachel. Rachel. Typeset. And that is not correct, actually. No? 
it's close. That is a typeset. It, it's it's a, typesetting is the is the activity, right? Uh, yes, the activity is typesetting. Um, okay, but the 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 containment unit, uh, the uh, two shelved box, I gotta uh, think helped uh, helped coin this term that we commonly I, use today. I gotta take Ryan. a moment and think through questions. Ryan, I don't think this is common enough, but kerning. Uh, it's not kerning. No. Okay. I guess, yeah, we're all more font nerds uh, than <laughs> we're overthinking it, essentially. I'll read it again. This old, er, sorry, old printing press companies had to manually insert letters into machines for each screen they were printing. These letters came in a, two, a large two-shelved box with some letters on top and some on bottom. This coined what typography term that we commonly use today, or terms? Ryan. Ryan. Font? It's not font, no. Rachel, any more? No, I don't have it. But this would actually be upper and lowercase letters. Oh Capitalized my God. ones were up top and wow. lowercase ones around the bottom. That's really clever. That's I had no idea. Yeah, so that was I it's just all this is so fascinating to me. I couldn't help <laughs> just yeah, dive in deep great. with this. Nice. Question number four, and the final question of this round. Few commercial food products are cooked by running electric currents through them. Panko breadcrumbs is probably the most notable. There is, however, a common snack food brand that uses electricity to cook its biscuits, which gave rise to its name. What company started from this? Or, I'm sorry. What company was started from its electricity biscuits? Rachel. Rachel. Triscuits. That is correct. Oh, nice. Two points no to idea Rachel. How the name comes into play with electricity, but well, Triscuits feels like it'd be something like that. Yeah, I like elect. Tray like tr- at TRI in the Trick. middle of tr- electricity, yeah, and then eh. biscuits, yeah. Apparently, people at the company don't even know that this is why it's called this, except for the higher ups. And like my research <laughs> on this on this question, like led to a weird thread of people on Twitter that were like they did the dive essentially and like emailed the corporation, and then eventually found like old ads for this from the forties, and that that was literally how they found out. And then That's they had to like confirm awesome. it with the higher ups. So if you're working at Nabisco or whatever, and you want to fast track the management. Yeah, that's right. You got to know why it's called Triscuits. Also saying raised in your question was very clever. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> awesome. That's it. That's the end of my round. Nice. All right. Uh, four points to Rachel, two points to myself. Stu technically just holding down the fort and uh, electricity and all, Triscuits and all. Do you like Triscuits? I like Triscuits. I like Triscuits. Uh, I don't get them as much as I should, and they're actually really not that bad for you. So, like, I should eat more of them, but they're a little dry sometimes. Yeah. They're, they're good if you have, like, a cheese spread or just some, like, some sort of spread to put on them. Yeah. Exactly. They, like uh, they're good with guac, actually, guacamole. Ooh. That so if you good. don't like cheese spreads or, like, creamy spreads. You need some heavy-duty chips for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Rachel, to your, you're up. <laughs> okay, we're going to see how this round goes. Um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to give you, um, this is an architecture round, actually. Ooh. So I'm going to give you some characteristics of the architecture, and I'm going to give you when you saw it. And I want you to tell me the architectural style I'm asking for. I did take an architecture class, oh, and geez. I mostly got a lot of things backwards in my head. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna see how well this goes. Otherwise, it's just a chance to share a wonderful thing I like with you guys. So sweet, love it. It's a win-win. Question number one: Characterized by highly ornamental design, drawing from classic references including arches, stained glass, and attributes associated with European cathedrals and churches. This type of architecture was common from the 19th to early 20th century. Stew. Go ahead, Stew. Is this Victorian? It is not Victorian. Darn it. Ryan. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Gothic? I'm going to give you uh, one point for that one because this is actually neo-Gothic. Neo-Gothic. And the reason is, is that actual Gothic was like 12th century. Oh. And so, but what neo-Gothic is doing is drawing on those cathedral vibes all of that like very highly ornamental and i was trying to think of an example of a building to give you but the reality is any exam most example buildings now i found were churches which aren't super helpful when you're trying to explain a style especially to keanu reeves 
<laughs> so one point to Ryan there. Question number two. Characterized by bold geometric forms, expensive and gaudy materials, and the combination of prior styles to reflect both luxury and modernity, resulting in things like the Chrysler Building, this type of architecture was common from 1910 through the 1930s and appears in more modern films like The Great Gatsby. This is the one I always forget. It's like the super, if I... It's like the golden, super glitzy, ornate one. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know. I can't remember it. Uh, it's both modern and not. Stu? Go ahead, Stu. Is this deco art, art deco? That is correct, Stu. Two oh, points sir. to Stu there. Sweet. <laughs> this is art deco. Um, art deco is very, I love art deco. Um, honestly, that when I like, my office has kind of a golden black theme. That is what I am trying to emulate is art deco. I yeah. love it. It's like it can go way over the top, but I love the geometric shapes with the dark colors plus the gold. I love it. It's a really, really fun style. It's a very cool style. I The only reason I knew that is be, I don't even remember who it was. I was having a conversation about classic literature, like books like Great Gatsby, and they had art deco style covers. And that's the right. only reason I remembered that. Yep. Nice. nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Question number three. Characterized by new types of design, construction, open spaces, and materials like glass, steel, and concrete, this type of architecture was common from the 1950s to the 1980s and includes several subtypes, including one called organic, of which the famous falling water is part of. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. That last part is throwing me off. Is it brutalist? It is not. No. So organic, just to clarify, organic is a subpart of this much larger genre. I was trying to find an example of a building. The problem is that this genre has a lot of subparts. So, yeah. but it's we're looking for the larger one. Organic references that it interacts with the nature really well. Yeah. Okay. I have another one. Stu, do you have a guess? My only guess is like modern. I know that's not it, but. Uh, well, it is. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> it's modern. The reason is because the current style we're in is contemporary. Oh. So okay. that is actually, it is modern architecture. So two I didn't points think modern had there. anything to do with like organic stuff. No, no. Right. So, so that's why I was trying to clarify yeah. that organic was just a subclass of, there are many other, like there were, I, I don't. I can't think of any other names of it, but it's like modern organic architecture was falling water. Okay. Yeah. And, gotcha. so, and it's organic the, because that one specifically has interacted with nature, but there's like yeah. modern extremist and, but okay. It, yeah. The other thing I was going to say was like minimalist, which isn't really an architecture style, but. Oh, it is. Um, is it? it? There's a lot of, so the thing about these architecture styles is a lot of them were happening at the same time. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I I love that kind of style. Like if I could pick the kind of house, it would be that like those large cement style floors with like the the flat white like in like the box kind of shapes. Like I really like that style. <laughs> like the modern kind of minimalistish style houses. I don't know. I don't know what you call any of it. Modern, but modern. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 4. Characterized by towers, turrets, iron, glass, and brick. This type of architecture was common in the later 1800s, which finds its name after ruling monarch of the time. Stu. Go ahead, Stu. <laughs> this one's Victorian. This one is Victorian. Jeez. Two points Sweet. to Stu. <laughs> Go Stu. Thanks. I have a running joke. I love this round. I have a running joke because one of my favorite things to do when I'm traveling is I love the way different, especially in very old places, ceilings look. Because oh, yeah. in most places you can see the architecture, like you've got the art on top, but the architecture and the structural is built in as part of it. Yes. And I love just looking at different ceilings. And so this round was something I've been kind of waiting to do. Nice. nice. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah. Also, if you ever get the chance, if you're in northern Pennsylvania, you can go see uh, Falling Water. I got to see it a couple years ago, and it is a really cool place to tour. Um, by, built for the, the Kaufman family. It was basically like, I'm going to make you a house. You're going to like it. 
<laughs> don't ask me for don't ask me for changes. If Frank Lloyd Wright did that for me, I would say okay. Yeah, right. There's a lot of random stuff where like the doors to accommodate a desk because the um because Kaufman himself, the patriarch, wanted like a desk area and stuff, but it was also wanted all the the window, and so there's like these circular like pivots in the desk so that you can bring windows in and out of them and there's all these cool things like anywhere before you go into nature the roofs are lower so that it gives you this sort of like visual pipeline out and then you go into like the big open area with you know all the trees and all the nature around it and everything which is super cool yeah yeah it's a really cool one me and my dad went one year it was really neat Anyways, scores after two are uh, Rachel with four, myself with three, and Rachel, or sorry, with Stu pulling up with six, <laughs> crushing the architecture round. Woo! Sweet. Thanks. Very nice. And uh, my round is classic general trivia. And uh, we're going to do this geek bracket style again. Uh, and so I will uh, post into our chat. The six rounds, we will pick four of them. You guys will go one by one. I have the six rounds are, uh, categories are letter by letter, classic lit, around the world, famous names, on a map, and game shows. So, uh, Rachel, I will let you pick the first category. Um, classic lit, please. Classic lit. All right. The question is... <laughs> Sorry. <It's lit. laughs> Sorry. Well, the, I, I'm very hit or miss with classic lit, so this should, this could really go anyway. I thought it was lit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Valley of Ashes is the poorer, rundown, industrial part of town used to contrast the rest of the setting and characters in what 1925 novel? Rachel. Rachel. This is from The Great Gatsby. It is indeed. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about it too much. <laughs> It's so weird when that stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there like that uh, that meme with the like monkey thing. Where just, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> Valley of Ashes is the poor, rundown, industrial part of town used to contrast the rest of the setting and characters in what 1925 novel? That would be the Great Gatsby. Uh, Stu, what is your category? Um, I'm going to go. We get two of these total each. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool. I'm going to go with letter by letter. All right, letter by letter. What organization is associated with the motto Fidelity, Bravery, Integrity? Rachel? Rachel. Is this um Is is this the CIA? This is not the CIA. What organization is associated with the motto Fidelity, Bravery, Integrity? Oh, Stu. Stu. FBI. It is FBI. Oh my God. <laughs> it's right in front of you. <sighs> oh, man. One of those days. Okay. What organization is associated with the motto Fidelity, Bravery, Integrity? That would indeed be FBI. Uh, Rachel, the, f- the remaining categories are Around the World, Famous Names, On a Map, and Game Shows. Let's do Famous Names. Famous Names. This is a simple one. What are the first names, and you both, of Batman's parents? Oh, shit. <laughs> I know his mother's name. Oh, my god. What gosh. are the first names of Batman's parents? Last name, Wayne. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Mr. and Mrs. Batman. <laughs> yeah, right. Just talking oh, to him because I'm polite. Right. <laughs> Any guesses? I can't think of these. Oh my gosh. I can't. I'm drawing a total blank. (laughs) What are the first names of Batman's parents? No guesses? None. This would be uh, shares the mother's name with Superman, as painful as that moment is. Uh, That would be Martha and Thomas. I, oh. I got Martha. I knew her name was Martha. I was stuck on John, and I was like, that's not his name. <laughs> yeah. Thomas and Martha. Uh, Stu, last question. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with game shows. Game shows. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was excited about this one. Uh, I came up with the question uh, when I was back home uh, visiting my parents a 
couple of weeks ago, a month ago or so. As we are, have been wont to do in the past, watching TV with my mom, uh, what are the six Wheel of Fortune letters given for the final puzzle? Final puzzle before you select, you pick your four letters, you get five letters and a vowel. So six total letters that are given to you. What are those six letters? Oh, geez. I think you kind of have to know. It's almost more of a phrase than it is the individual letters, but. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune. What are the six Wheel of Fortune watched. letters given for the final puzzle? I. It has been so long since I've seen Wheel of Fortune. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't think I've ever actually understood the rules of Wheel of Fortune. I haven't watched enough of it to really even get what's going on. You spin the wheel, you land on a dollar amount, you guess a letter, however many letters are in that phrase on the board, you get, you know, if you land on 500 and there's three, uh, you know, A, yeah. not A's, yeah. but three, you know, three B's on the, on the board, you get $1,500, that kind of thing. Oh, and then you gotcha. can lose money. I don't think I ever understood the rule till this point. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> you spin a wheel. <laughs> yeah, but I only ever watched the show when I was like nine and sick at yeah. home. Yeah, you guess exactly the letter, it. you say the phrase. <laughs> so what happens when you say the phrase? Do you get all like? Would you get all the money? Like what happens? You get that money that you earn throughout the puzzle. Oh, Got okay. It. Then and then that's in your bank. Puzzle. Yeah, and then whoever has the most after I don't know four or five puzzles, you go to the final one, and then they bring you forward. You. Pick a category, they have a thing, they give you six letters, hence the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know the answer to the question, so you know. <laughs> you don't know the concept of the game. <laughs> no, I don't. So why would you think that I know the answer to the question? <laughs> All right. So yeah, you have the board. The letters are R-S-T-L-N-E. Also the six, I believe, most common letters in... Typical English words. Minus, and then you get E uh, as the one vowel. So oh. R-S-T-L-N-E. So no points there. <laughs> 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 All right. It's halftime. Uh, myself with three. Rachel with six. Stu with eight points in the lead. And uh, it is your turn again. Woo. Alrighty. So my round is about Animals that are commonly classified into the wrong genus, genus, species, <laughs> class, family, etc. Uh, I, I don't know which one is which for like which question. Uh, so I'm just I'm labeling them all like one of those things. It's not classified properly. <laughs> all right, lost animals, lost uh, animals, misplaced animals, misplaced animals. They're not lost. They're still around mostly. <laughs> mostly. Right. Uh, question number one they look similar to spiders and are technically arachnids but daddy long legs are actually more closely related to what other eight-legged creature oh rachel rachel scorpions correct yes oh nice i just know the only thing other thing with the correct number of legs is scorpions I that's what that's i was true, trying yeah. to figure out <laughs> <laughs> it took me a little bit i had to yeah i couldn't think of it off the top of my head the first time Nice. Two points for Rachel. Question number two. Pill bugs are unique in that they are not actually bugs at all. They developed a specific breathing system that needs to stay moist in order to function. What genus are they actually from? Pill bugs are unique in that they are not actually bugs at all. They developed a specific breathing system that still needs to stay moist in order to function. What genus are they from? Genus would be something along the lines of like arachnids. I was like going to say, I can't just define a genus. Yeah, no, that's Rachel. okay. Uh, Rachel. Amphibians? Uh, not quite, no, but you're on the right track. So it needs to their breathe system, in water or just their, needs to be moist? It needs to stay moist in order to function. They evolved this system, essentially. Human, whale... <laughs> Um, slu slug. That's my answer. No, uh, hint. They're uh, more re closely related to some creatures from the sea. Whale. Rachel. Rachel. Fish. No, actually, uh, <laughs> pill bugs are actually crustaceans. Oh. 
yeah, they are really closely related to lobsters uh, and things like that, which I thought was super interesting. Huh. Yeah, so pill bugs. Yeah, not bugs. How um, does that happen? Right there in the name, but uh, not correct. <laughs> Evolution's crazy. Super weird. Nice. No points on that one. Uh, it was a little tougher one, but question number three. A most unfortunate name has caused the misclassification of this dolphin. They're technically found in all oceans and are known for their binary color pattern. Rachel. Rachel. A killer whale. That is correct. Wow. Yeah. I actually, watch, dolphins. <laughs> what? I watch a lot of documentaries. I know. That's fine. That's, I mean, that's your edge on this round. I just, I was, some of these were just fascinating to me. <laughs> I, I was blown away when I first learned it. Very blown away. I got really caught up when you said binary color palette. And I don't really know what that means, but it's a really cool phrase. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was a clever way to describe them. Nice. Two points to Rachel. Question number four and the last question of the round. In a shocking discovery, this long animal is actually a type of knife fish and is not related to the family they are named after. Ryan. Ryan. An electric eel. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> nice. Shocking. Not an eel and all. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Sorry. Side note. Quick tangent. When I was diving into this and I was looking into eels and stuff, apparently like... Diving in. Diving in. Yes. Apparently like we still aren't 100% sure on like how eels reproduce. Like legitimately they we found out we, we didn't even recently find out that they metamorphosize they go through several stages to become eels and i was blown away by wow that. yeah so, so at like, no point did we ever just like have one in a tank it never like it takes forever it takes like an undeterred like we still don't know if like certain eels will metamorphosize between like two or seven years like we have no idea it's whack crazy it the ocean absolutely is absolutely weird it's really weird. Uh, but there's also a specific spot in the Atlantic Ocean that like we assume is their spawning grounds, but we've never actually seen like anything happening there. Like we have but like that's where the smallest form of an eel, like that's the smallest one that we can find is in that area. It is nuts. I couldn't write a question on that, so I went with the electric eel part, but like I had to talk about it because I I learned something. I learned something fascinating. And yeah, so if you want to still solve a mystery of science, go figure out how eels reproduce because the world wants to know. Same with a whale sharks. We know the general area where they have their young, yeah. but it it hasn't really been figured out. The problem is they navigate, they they migrate across the world to do it. And then they just kind of disappear from sight. <laughs> Weird. I didn't know that either. Jeez. The ocean, man. The ocean. We know nothing about what goes on in it. <laughs> it's a Mr. C. Oh. Sorry. That Isn't there? I, I, I remember hearing like, you know, of all the of all the animals and creatures we have been able to identify, there's only like a very tiny percent that we think we ha have identified in the ocean. Like, oh, yeah. I yeah. think like less than 10% or something like that. That yeah, could be misquoted terribly, but I think I remember something just insane like that. Like, we have no concept of what goes on after, like, even not even that far down under the sea, like, under the sea level. It's too vast. We can't, we can't figure it all out. It's we haven't, vast. like, documented or cataloged all of it. Finding Nemo can't tell you everything. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't tell you anything. He's a fish. He speaks English. Yeah, he talked. I watched that show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, five points to myself. Uh, eight points to Stu. Ten points to Rachel. Rachel, you're in the lead. Okay. And it's your turn. So for my round, this one is uh, almost another naming one. I'm going to give you two things. I'm going to describe a piece of clothing and also describe the other thing this name refers to. And I want the name of the clothing. Uh, okay, I guess. So, you. like, it's a piece of clothing or an attribute or a fabric, you know, something related to clothing, but it's also yeah. something completely different. Cool. So, like, the lid of a World War II vehicle, it would be a tank top. A tank top. <laughs> yes. But, like, a I, wish I, w I wish I could say I was as punny as that, but, like, it's legitimately the name of the clothing is the name of this other thing. Okay. Like if you Sweet. looked it up in the dictionary. Okay. Okay. Question number one. A short open face jacket 
often worn by bullfighters or a type of Latin music. Hmm. Flamenco? No. Hmm. Um, Latin music. Yeah. Stu, do you have a guess? I, I hang on a second. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out in my brain if that's even relevant or not. I. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know a lot. Is this samba? No. Um, okay, that is a type of music, but okay. But is um, I don't know if that's a Latin music. That was or the not. name I was thinking too, just because it sounded sort of general enough. Right. This is actually called a bolero. Oh, oh man. Okay. So it's that, you know, the short jacket that bullfighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm wearing mine right now. <laughs> but like, no, like I knew exactly, I, I, I could picture it very vividly. I knew exactly what it was. I just, yeah. A bolero that, yeah, that's, you know, when, I've heard that. when I started this round, I thought bolero was the name of the, like what you called a bullfighter. And I was going to get really excited <laughs> if it was also the same. And I was really disappointed. It's not. Um, question number two. A fabric having a rumpled or bumpy appearance often used in women's dress clothing. Or a famous French food, which can be sweet or savory, though I prefer it with Nutella. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Crepe? Yep. Nice. I've never heard that with the fabric one. <laughs> yeah. I can show you one of mine. Um, you see it. It's almost, it feels a little rougher. I, I, it's hard to describe. I think I have. I think I know what it is. I've just never heard the name crepe referred to it. Yeah, but that's just because I I don't know. <laughs> Two points to you there. Question Ooh. number three: A type of high heeled shoe or the space between two parallel streets, often in a city. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go with that. This one is. A lot easier than it might seem. Stew? Go ahead, Stew. A stiletto? It is not. That's That Fun was fact. the first one I was like, I know this, and then you went on a different tangent. Yeah. That's actually the one actually I left out of that one, because stiletto is also a type of sword. But Oh. Yeah. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. A wedge? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you, though. <laughs> it fits kinda it kinda does okay this is actually a block a block oh. it's the space between the two yeah two uh, parallel streets right next to each other are there's a block between them I've just never heard of blocks as a, a shoe type it's um so like when you have like a really thick heel so you yeah. often see it in like boots it's a block heel oh okay mm. and it, then the it, really thin it. ones are the stilettos that makes sense Okay, question number four. A piece of woman's lingerie or a type of stuffed animal? Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. A teddy? It is a teddy. Wait, really? Yeah, it's like um, teddies are like bodysuits. Okay. Think like onesies, but lingerie. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I think of them. Yeah. Nice job. Two points to you there, Ryan. <laughs> Woo. All right. Going into the final round, it is a very close game. It is Stu with eight, myself with nine, Rachel with ten. Woo. All right. And uh, this last round will be our uh, time travel round from Merriam-Webster's, where uh, we're going back in time for when words and terms were first used in print, according to Merriam-Webster's time traveler portal. Uh, I have four questions, and I will give you five terms that first appeared in print uh, for the first time that year. And uh, so you'll write down the year, and then closest to, we'll do a bit of a lightning-style thing. And uh, closest to the year, we'll get two points. Sweet. So, question number one. Ebook, emo, F-bomb, road rage, three-peat. Ebook, emo. F bomb, road rage, three peat. Uh, Stu. Oh, God, I've changed it so many times. 2001? Okay, Rachel? I was also going to say 2001. Uh, okay, well, technically, I guess you both get two points. <laughs> uh, but the year was 1988. Wow. 
Road rage, I Road guess. Rage, yeah. If you're a sports ball fan, three Pete would ring a bell for the late '80s. But uh, other than that, yeah, that emo I think throws it off a little bit. Ebook threw me off. Yeah, uh, 1988. So uh, technically, two oh. points to both of you. Way to play, <laughs> Prisoner's Dilemma. <laughs> Well, I went back and forth between 2001, 2002 um, for a quick second. And I was like, you know what? Earlier, the better. I always forget how early the yep. yeah. internet went. You got to default like two or three years before. Yeah. All right. Question number two. California roll. Closed caption. Email. First world problem. Food court. California roll. Closed caption. Email. First world problem. And food court. Uh, Rachel. Uh, 1994. Okay, Stu? I had 1986. All right, that is going to be two points to Stu. The year is 1979. Wow. Something about the rise of malls in the 70s in food court, I think. Yeah, that would do it. I always forget how early email was being used. Like to me, that always just seems like, oh, AOL email. Like that's like right. synonymous with each other with for me. But like, no, it's much, much earlier than that. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Two points to Stu there. Question number three Adorbs, Burner Phone, <laughs> Hate Watch, Infinity Scarf, Photobomb. Adorbs, Burner Phone, Hate Watch, Infinity Scarf, Photobomb. Stu. 2006. Rachel? 2009. Ooh, that is two points to Rachel. The year oh. is 2008. Woo-hoo. Oh my gosh. Both very, very close there. Question number four. Final question of the game. Bridezilla. Click through. Japanese giant hornet. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, wait, so. <laughs> 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 Rachel may know this just from some <laughs> nature documentary. Uh, sorry, I'll just start over. Bridezilla, click through, Japanese giant hornet, noob, N O O B, and a USB. So, Bridezilla, click through, Japanese giant hornet, noob, USB. Uh, Rachel. Uh, 2007. Uh, Stu. 2003. All right, that is two points to Stu. The year is 1995. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know how they're, they always are so much earlier. But uh, that is the end of the game. Uh, myself with nine, uh, except it is not the end of the game because oh Stu and God. Rachel are tied at 14 points. Oh, my gosh. Ryan <laughs> no. has to do a tiebreaker this time. We're going to have to uh, edit this and figure it out. Oh, my gosh. This is exciting. I love these. <laughs> it's, they're, it's so unexpected, and it's, 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 it is the rawest form of what it's like to write these questions. <laughs> it's like if we did a game where none of us prepared whatsoever. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> You just make something up. You just go with it. And be like, all right, cool. Does that work? Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> what movie is based on this list I have in my head where the best number one thing was? Okay. I'm going to give you both a choice of A or B. I'm pretty sure one of you, both of you are going to hate one, but love the opposite from each other. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. So you can come Seems to a reasonable. conclusion together if you want A or B. Rachel? Let's do B. Let's do B. Yeah, that was All my right. thought too. B is, uh, you're going to go one by one, listing bands and artists, actually inductees that have made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, dating back from... 1986 all the way to present day. Okay, that have made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That have been inducted. Hmm, okay. I know it's painful. So, but, uh, all right, hang on. Just let me ahead. clarify something yeah, really ahead. quick. So, these bands, they were inducted after 1986. It doesn't mean that the band had to be playing after 1986. It's just when they were inducted, or these are bands that are... Uh, no, no, they, they can definitely be older like this okay. is just when it started okay. um okay, but got, these got, got can it. date 
back as far as history, basically. Okay. Cool. Um, that helps. So yeah, and <laughs> if it helps, these are I mean, there are definitely bands. You definitely know a lot of these bands. There are also solo artists. There are also people who I wouldn't classify as rock, but are just notable in the music. Yeah. Industry, whatever. But yeah, so we'll start with uh, Stu first because he was down. He was down further before he tied. So sure. Oh God, I hope. Oh, I mean, I would assume so. The Beatles. <laughs> uh, I will check. Unfortunately, I have to do a lot. Obviously, yes, the Beatles are in. Yes. <laughs> uh, inducted in 1988, and uh, we'll say. Um, I guess we've never formally figured out this stuff, but we'll say like if you miss within the first three you get a freebie okay i think that works as we if we have to work out a couple kinks but then after that uh you'll have to like tie and then go one over or something like that okay Okay. but uh yeah the beatles have been inducted so rachel aretha franklin aretha franklin has been inducted 1987 that's a good one foo fighters Foo Fighters were inducted this year in 2021. Oh, shit. That was kind of close. (laughs) Don Henley. Don Henley. Uh, I will give you that. He was inducted with the birds. Nice. Uh, Actually, uh, let me see. He was the one who did the induction ceremony, Uh, but he himself has also been inducted with the Eagles. Sorry. Nice. He was obviously in the Eagles, and he was inducted in 1998. Ooh. Nice. Um, Metallica? Metallica was inducted in 2009. Um, Def Leppard. Took one off my list. <laughs> <laughs> Def Leppard was uh, in- inducted in 2019. I'm getting really nervous about these inductions for like some of these bands that are, yeah. Um, oh gosh, Led Zeppelin. I will check. Almost certainly, uh, Led Zeppelin inducted in 1995. The Doors. Oh, yes. Doors also almost certainly. Yep, inducted in 1993. Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley was inducted in 1986 also it's really cool seeing who inducted them like flea inducted metallica no way (laughs) which is just kind of cool uh the one that i got confused on was don henley inducted uh the birds earlier but uh yeah so sorry who just went i just went you just went with elvis so rachel you're up um fleetwood mac Fleetwood Mac uh, Fleetwood, yeah. <laughs> was inducted in 1998 by Sheryl Crow. <laughs> really? <laughs> Stu, back to you. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers inducted in 2012 by Chris Rock. <laughs> Are those people that induct them also on the list? Are you giving us an answer for our next question? No. Uh, <laughs> most of them, I mean, Chris Rock is a comedian obviously uh i don't think he's on although that, that's a good point no he's not in the hollywood rock of fame okay hollywood rock and roll hall of fame uh yeah that's the one that is strangely stuck out most of them are other musicians but yeah that's, that's a good why, point Maybe that's I why i went to jump right out with chili peppers and stuff yeah <laughs> that's fair okay um i'm gonna say this one i don't know if he went in with individually or with the band so i'm gonna uh, count Phil it either way Phil Collins. Oh, yeah, with Genesis. Or alone or with Genesis or both. <laughs> uh, Phil Collins was introduced with Genesis. Uh, and it looks like only with Genesis. But yeah. I'll give you that. This is going much better than I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really nervous. I'm really, really nervous with this. Um, oh, gosh. Did... All right. Green Day? Did they ever get inducted into the Hall of Fame? I would be. It makes me really nervous because if freaking Foo Fighters just went in there, I don't think that Green Day would be in there yet. They went in in 2015. Wow. So yeah, they're in. Uh, Rachel. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I love Rachel's taste in music. Yeah, I was gonna say Godly. <laughs> ha- okay, here you guys get a fun story. The other day. I like 
my, I get a text from my mom, and they were tailgating. Okay, hear me out. Tailgating at the very famous Red Rocks Amphitheater for Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> okay. Uh. And, um... So that's like this is I'm naming off the music I grew up with. I know it's just as funny. And uh, sorry to say uh, you have entered into the danger zone. Uh, there is no Kenny Loggins. What? So, oh, what can I double check your work? Uh, you can. Uh, Stu, do you? I, I think technically you won. But do you have one more just to seal it? Uh, Guns and Roses. Ooh, that's a good one. Guns and Roses was in in 2012 uh initiated by green day so uh yeah oh. that is uh Stu taking home the tiebreaker if you Oof. want to look it up you can rage but that that was a good one <laughs> there is no kenny loggins can you can you do a quick check for me for two of them sure because i need to know is rem on the list i think so but i just yep. want to make sure okay uh introduced in 2007 by eddie vetter okay good and then is Rush? I'm I'm pretty sure that Rush would be in there, but is Rush on the list? They have to be. Yeah, introduced in 2013 by uh, Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going through my list of my head of like, all right, would <laughs> I been okay if I had done these things? Yeah, totally. Um, couple the recent ones, the 2011 class was Foo Fighters, the Go Go's, Jay Z, uh, hmm. Carol King, Todd. Rundgren, I actually don't know those two, and then Tina Turner. Um, but recent ones were Nine Inch Nails, Notorious B.I.G., Whitney Houston, the Doobie Brothers, Depeche Mode, or Depeche Mode, sorry. Depeche Mode. <laughs> uh, trying to read a lot of these ahead. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> uh, Stevie Nicks, Radiohead, Janet Jackson, Def Leppard, The Cure, lots of, so lots of good was, ones. Stevie Nicks was inducted apart from Fleetwood Mac? Wow. Uh, yeah, she had her own... St- solo career no no, you know why that amazes me is because um because i was thinking maybe because maybe phil collins doesn't have his own individual one because of genesis but that's just very interesting i'm just yeah in 2009 stevie nicks became the first woman to be inducted twice after having been inducted with fleetwood mac in 1998 so wow yeah so uh yeah congratulations Stu. can you look up one for me yeah go for it see abba is in there oh man uh, they gotta be. They they have to like if they weren't in there, I would be like just amazingly surprised. I'm surprised at Kenny Loggins. Very surprised. Uh, twenty ten. Twenty ten. Okay. Abba. Benny now Anderson. That is the quintessential my music. I grew up with. I grew up with <laughs> Abba and the Eagles. Like that's like top two. Anderson, Faltskog, Lindstad, and Ulvius. Sound like a bunch of hockey names. <laughs> It's because they're Swedish. No, I know. <laughs> uh, nice, nice job. Uh, nice job, Stu, on that well, one. Thank you. That, cool. Dude, good. That was really good banter. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. I, I was having trouble keeping I, up. Like, I know a lot of them, but like, I also know that a lot of the music I grew up with was a little bit more obscure. Like, Ryan, can you check one more? Yeah. Can you check and see if the Chieftains made it? The Chieftains. They've done a lot of like, Oscar award-winning music songs. I don't think so. Okay. Nothing's you, coming up. You know, the, <laughs> but I don't know who that band is. So I don't know what the Chieftains are either. Okay, yeah, that see that that cements it. <laughs> <laughs> Most right. of my list is thanks to freaking Guitar Hero days. <laughs> like, it pays off. <laughs> Dude, I I wish Rock Band was back for real. I loved Rock Band. Oh my gosh, that I can't believe so with Twitch being what it is now that that isn't more popular. Other than probably the difficulty with streaming songs yeah. and stuff, but it seems like that was made for a streaming service type thing. Seriously. Anyways, uh, we can get to some picks where each game of a couple of us give a game, a movie experience, something cool like that. We recommend you check out. And uh, Stu, today you have a pick. I do. Uh, mine is a pretty recent one. I believe the game ca- came out on August 11th. Uh, this would be an indie game called Islanders. There is a Switch port. I believe it's also on Steam. This is a a very relaxed, uh, I guess, I guess you could call it an RTS, uh, a strategy game, but basically, or like maybe a city builder, 
Uh-huh. Um, it's a but there's no there's no fighting or anything like that, and there's technically not resource management. It's more of a city planner uh, in a relaxed sense, Ooh. but you do have to figure out like it's almost like a puzzle uh so you you're planning a city on an island and you need to put components or pieces next to each other out of the hand that you're dealt in the beginning and some of those things give you extra points if you put them next to natural resources and some of them give you extra points or negatives if you put them next to other buildings and so you're trying and it's very limited space it's very limited space it's an island and so each one is randomly generated and you're trying to get to a certain score in order for you to advance onto the next island and if you don't do it you got to restart and you got to figure out like how to how to get enough points and essentially you try and get like the highest score you can possibly get and uh, and it accumulates but so it's it's a very relaxed game. The music's pretty good. It's great, just like ambient music. Mm-hmm. Um, the art style is pretty good. It's you know it's nothing to write home about at all. It's very simple, but the game is fun. Yeah, I mean, I I fell into it for like three hours, and then I realized like I've been playing this for a long time, and I've been having a really good time. But the kicker is, it's five dollars. Yeah, it is just oh, a wow. five dollar indie game, and it is so worth it it's yeah it's a lot of fun um you know like i said it's it's nothing that you're gonna like go crazy over and write home about but if you want something that you can just play and enjoy and then kind of have like a little bit of a mental challenge that goes with it and then also just have like a nice aesthetic to what you're doing and relax yeah totally go check out islanders i i love the art palette just the art style it's that very like wash but lots of like blues and greens and stuff it has that I don't. I don't know if you've ever played it, but the Witness, that puzzle game. Oh yeah, yeah, um, oh, I've yeah. heard of this. Is one so of like I've seen Ryan play it. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite games, of course, because it's just this insane puzzle game. But this kind of has that similar art style. Um, this looks cool. So, is there like, do you beat a level, or is it just point? It's just like roguelike where you just go until points and. Yeah, you just keep. I mean, eventually, like. I don't know if you can beat a level, to be honest. I, I have no idea because they yeah. might make you keep cramming and you can never remove buildings too. Once you put oh, something okay. down, unless you restart, uh, you can't get rid of anything. And so right. like, that's part of the challenge is you're kind of thinking ahead, but you don't know what you're going to be dealt either. So like, it's really, you know, like if you wanted to get into it and get some high scores, like it actually does get really complex, but really you're just trying to hit a certain level to where you can either decide to keep moving on with your island or I'm sorry, keep building onto your island and getting the highest score possible, or you can just nix it and go to the next one, which is randomly generated. You don't know what you're going to get. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, this looks great. And for five bucks, like, yeah, support a cool indie project like that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, like, I I dove into it. I really, I lost myself for a couple of hours there. I just had, I just had a really good time with it, you know? That's awesome. I mean, that's exactly what a game should be. And that's like, Switch is great for that stuff. Oh, yes. Very cool. So that's Islanders. It's on Switch primarily. Uh, it does say console edition, so I assume it is on Steam or some other stuff. Right, right. Uh, but I, I played on the Switch, so. Very cool. Uh, I have a pick. Uh, this pick is great because it helps me see. Uh, this is the site Zenny Optical. Z-E-N-N-I. It is, a, it is an eyeglasses company and a website, and it is great because it is um, just like a website it's you know direct to consumer if you've ever had to get your eyes checked and try to buy stuff at the optometrist (laughs) you would know that they are insanely expensive and stupid and (laughs) it's it's a pain but these glasses are great because they're great quality and they are super super cheap i mean you can add a bunch of extra stuff to them and make them 30 or 40 dollars a pair but most of them are maybe 10 bucks a pair and you can get them custom lenses as well as like all the extra stuff. And I think it it works well because when I get glasses, you can just get, you know, three or four pairs and try them out and get, you know, the prescriptions you need in them. And, you know, even to do like sunglasses with prescriptions or anything like that. Um, Really great, super cheap, just good quality in my opinion. Um, I guess the only downside is that you can't really return. So if you are going to try them, like they have good, like all the typical numbers and sizings, all that kind of stuff. But um, you do kind of have to take a flyer on them a little bit, but they're so cheap that, you know, maybe you can do three or four um, and then, you know, find the one or two that you really like. They're awesome. I have a bunch of pairs. I know Rachel has some as well. I have two pairs and I love them. I think they're really great. And it's really nice that 
you know, it allows you to get multiple pairs for different occasions. Because, you know, the, there's always the wanting to try something new and have some, like, really fun colors. And it's like, but I have to go to work with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, I mean, there's a few options. I know Warby Parkers are out there and they're really well known. But, you know, those are, like, $95 plus a pair of glasses. And these are, like, 10 15 for basically the same styles. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they come from very similar factories you know so it's great pretty well pretty well known um and shipping is super quick and all that kind of stuff and really nice so recommend it if you need some glasses that's zenny optical or zenny.com zennyoptical.com z as in z z e n n i nice i've never heard of that so i i would like to check that. i don't need glasses but i know yeah. a couple of people that like to buy them online or you know have that issue where they don't want to go to the optometrist <laughs> yeah so nice yeah so uh, yeah those links will all be in the show notes and uh if you have anything of your own or round idea or a pick or anything like that that uh we can check out uh and you think the listeners would like send them our way things that got wrong at gmail.com thing at things that got wrong on twitter and instagram all that stuff uh things that got wrong.com with all the past episodes show notes and more next episode will come out mid-september so stick tuned for that and uh thanks again here to the team Stu and rachel Congrats, Stu, and and thank you all. Yeah, big tiebreaker. And uh, again, thank you. Huge year accomplishment, all that kind of stuff. And uh, going into year four. Oh, my gosh. Who would have thought? So uh, cool. It's super exciting. Uh, And uh, until the next time, we'll see you later. Bye.